Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, it is that time of the year when kids all over the country head to the Gaeltacht. So has it changed much since when their parents did the same thing? Shirwan denver Bered is Director of Kalash to Hamish in, in Connemara. Shirwan, good afternoon to you. Sean, that's kind that will too. Uh, now, the, you're, if you like, you're a second generation here. Your, your father uh, originally set up the Kalashta. He did indeed. So we are, um, thankfully, on, on still going strong nearly 49 years later. Um, uh, my parents would have founded Kalashta Hamish in Galway uh, in 1973. And we are now on second generation in our own family. We often joke that it was the first child in our family, not the second um, <laughs> and also with our banantees and staff members and students, we're we're all on the second time round now at this stage. Yeah, and have you been have you been closed for business for the last two years because of COVID and all that? Unfortunately, we have because um, the, the type of approach that College de Hamish takes with running um, Irish colleges is a total immersion approach to the language. Um, so we create a, a fully immersed uh, environment um, as Gaelga. Um, where the, the, you know the kids just thrive. You know we provide the environment, but they create the magic when they come themselves. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, given the social nature of what we do, um, yeah, we were closed for the summer of 2020 and the summer of 2021. Unfortunately, yeah. And um, and this time around now, would they, will will you have to take COVID into account at all, or are things completely back to normal? We, we are taking COVID into account, but in a very practical way. Um, so we've been open, our campus in, in Russellville has been open since February um, for courses. So we run school tours and um, uh, intensive leadership courses and intensive leadership preparation courses, that kind of thing. So they've all, we've, we've been operating successfully in a, in a social environment, but in a safe social environment mm-hmm. um, in 2022, which is which just gives us so much hope. It's wonderful. Yeah, and and, and so the, the the students that you'd be getting, do they tend to be predominantly from from the west or particular parts of the country, or are they from everywhere? They come from everywhere. So the, the, we would have a, a good cross section um, across the country. Um, slightly higher percentages sometimes from Dublin, just because there's more population density there. Mm. Uh, but we would have we would have students from all over the country, other than perhaps Donegal and Kerry, who have their own strongholds uh, of Gaeltacht areas. But yes, yeah, no, we would see kids from everywhere. You know, we have a Cayley regularly at every. Um, at every course where everyone wears their county colours um, and there's usually a good representation of right across the country mm. at it. Yeah, and so, like, from... You're probably not an age to remember, but, like, how, how has that changed? Uh, has the, the, the Colossia experience, has that changed in any fundamental way? I suppose it hasn't. I suppose in, in some ways we have, from the point of view that we've moved with the times, so, you know, things like digitised campus management solutions like Ogma or that kind of thing, we um, we we have moved with the times and operate in a modern way, but people don't change, and mm. our sense of cultural identity hasn't changed. We are all Gaels, and you know what we do in Kalashtakamish is effectively we're we're a tribe. We're as the the Irish saying goes, "Athni and Kirog Kirogella." So people who are Gaels and who who want to explore their cultural identity and what it is to be Irish in, in many ways. I mean, it's not just the language. We're talking culture. We're talking music. You know, literature. Um, effectively, the community has stayed the same um, because we, have, as people, haven't changed. You know, so they're still minded by amazing manatees. We still have amazing staff. 
who teach them all manner of things. And, you know, teenagers will still be teenagers no matter what generation they are. They still just want to make friends. They want to have fun. Um, they want to explore who they are as people and who they are as Irish people. And we, we just provide the environment for them to do that. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a privilege, to be honest. It's, I, it's an amazing thing to watch. I, but I, I'm wondering, though, like 20 or 30 years ago, uh, if you're going to the Gale Turks, it was like a big trip. Uh, um, whereas maybe our teenagers now may be a bit more sophisticated. It doesn't seem that great of a distance to them. Yes, they do tend to be a little bit surprised maybe that Connemara is also sophisticated these days with regards <laughs> to certain things. <laughs> um, you know, the rain doesn't change. There are no bus shelters in Connemara, so the rain jackets are still on everybody when the weather isn't great. Um, the people down in Connemara are just incredibly welcoming. They, you know, they, they love seeing the energy that the students bring to the area and they, they mind them really well. And equally, the students are very respectful of, of the local community and, and become part of the local community when they're here, which is lovely. Yeah. What about phones? Oh, the great digital detox. Yeah. Um, in Kolasakamish, they don't actually have the phones during the week. Um, we they, they do have access to phones, but not their own mobile phones. Um, now, they do get them to talk to their parents on uh, once a week. Um, most teenagers are absolutely horrified at the thoughts of it for the first couple of days. Um, <laughs> but once they learn that they're actually in a more social environment, a more naturally human social environment, um, by the end of the third week, they've nearly forgotten about the phones altogether. You'll see them the first weekend, you know, the parent, when their parents might come to visit, they're dying to take the phone out. But a lot of them don't even bother taking the phone with them the second or third week. You know, they, they just, they, they seem to just approach the, you know, the digital detox does everybody good. I think we could all do with it, Sean. I'd love to give my phone over. Yeah, I know it's no harm, at, no harm at all to them. No, but yeah. I mean, it would almost defeat the purpose if you let them have the phone because they'd be, well, you know, scrolling. Scientifically, yeah, scientifically, you know, we, we operate a full immersion program. So there is no barrel at all on the campus. It's, it's just, um, but it has been proven that it is the most effective way to learn a language. Mm. Um, it has, like, our kids, actually, what we call them our kids, our scholari, um, you know, they'd be dreaming in Irish by the time they go home after after the course. Yeah, which is what you'd want. Uh, really. Exactly. And for them, the the the, uh, the you know the volunteer experience actually is there is there a big turnover of homes uh, uh, that offer that accommodation? Um, we would have a very strong tradition with Spanantees. So you know, they enjoy it so much when they start taking, um, and it's a special kind of person who who does that type of a job because. Urbanities would be very nurturing people mm. um, and also very social because, you know, they're inviting 12 um, children into their house every three weeks to become effectively, a, in, in some ways, a, a surrogate mother to them and a teacher as well. I mean, they, the standard of language the Banatees have, it's their mother tongue. Um, and they're sharing that with the kids. So the richness and of the language and the culture they get from the Banatees is incredible. Um, like we would have Banatees now that, whose mothers would have kept students in their houses. Hmm. Um, and we, we actually even have some who's at, at the moment whose mother and daughter team both keeping students and sister-in-laws and cousins and neighbours. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a very tight-knit community and they all help each other out. It's, it's, uh, they're a special bunch of women yeah, and no. men. Uh, yes, forget that. indeed. Uh, but, but I, you know, I, like when uh, um, you, you know, traditionally you'd hear like the food to be quite plain. It's like shbuds with more shbuds kind of thing. Uh, you know, things probably have got a bit more sophisticated since then. Well, I was down in a house last night actually because we had a course here from um, a secondary school in Dublin, and the kids were tucking into chicken fajitas. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's, it's 
it's definitely not the uh, the bland mince with the ketchup on top type uh, <laughs> thing that we all kind of <laughs> yep. think of from years ago. Um, and yeah. you know, the bandies are great. Like they'll sit down and talk to the kids the first couple of days to make. They don't want to see food go to waste either. So they mm. often go, right, what do you like? What don't you like? Um, yeah, and you'd have to have like oat milk and all you know those kind of things taken into account as well. Absolutely, you've yeah. got vegans, celiacs, yeah. vegetarians, pescatarians, politarians, you name it. It's on no. forms that come in. Yeah, no vegans when I was a child. Uh, also, do they, do, do they are they given jobs to do? It used to be like you know they had to do a bit of cleaning and and that kind of thing. Well, you're expected to make your bed and keep your room tidy as you mm. would anywhere, you know, because they are guests in the houses, you know, so. Um, they do help out with clearing the table after dinner and that kind of thing, and to keep their rooms clean. Right. Okay. Rather, uh, but they they help clean up after the dinner. Yeah, they wouldn't be out cutting the grass now or anything. No, but right, they would, okay. you know. But they would definitely help out. You know, bring their plate over to the dishwasher and that kind of thing. You know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like they're basically <laughs> they become part of the family. Yes. No. Yeah. And the reason I ask that because you know I know that um. People used to be, you know, be uh, the, the kids had to, you know, help with the washing up. But of course, now there's dishwashers. But that was in the days before there was dishwashers. So that's exactly. you know, a redundant yeah. question, uh, really, to, to that respect. And and things that they get to do, like the, like there's things like yoga now and, 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 and all sorts of uh, pursuits that weren't there before. Yes. So like the, the environment we try to provide is for every child. So, you know, we do recognise that not every child will thrive because of you know, doing football or, or basketball or, um, and some do, you know, so, mm. you know, we provide, so on our campus now, we'd have activities, everything from, we do yoga on the beach when the weather is good. Um, there's origami being workshops, mm. there's music workshops, and um, you have the sports side of things as well. We'd have baking, we'd have cooking classes, um, some health and wellness type um, meditation, uh, Zumba, uh, tag rugby uh, it's it's very varied um, and and that's what the kids enjoy you know so you know they just want to be active they want to be engaged socially with people and um, you know having a variety of different activities um, helps that uh, And do you have a GA uh, you have a programme in place for young GAA players who, We do this year actually yeah. well, we've, we've added an extra element actually to, to some of to, to our courses um, we're just conscious of the fact that you know, normally on course, sometimes um, athletes, now it could be, you know, track athletes, rowers, uh, rugby players, GAA players would, you know, maybe come and go for development team squads or that kind of thing where they have kind of very intense training they've committed to. And like bearing in mind, these teenagers have been working for years to get to the point where they're picked for these squads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they still want their goals experience. They want the College of Hamish full immersion because they want their grades to go up in school or maybe they just want to learn more about who they are as people. Um, so we have um, an amazing member of staff who actually does um, work as a strength and conditioning coach with uh, a senior county team. And he will be doing uh, certain workshops with those kids in order for them to maintain their, you know, it's voluntary, obviously, it's nobody mm. has to do it. But <laughs> for those kids who do want to, you know, maintain a certain level of strength and fitness and condition, um, so I suppose it, it's one of the practical ways we've come around the whole COVID challenge of keeping the, the, the kind of the COVID bubble, but at the same time um, facilitating real life for the students yeah. and, and compatibility with their lives at home, you know. Are the numbers the same as they were three years ago? Uh, my waiting lists are longer. Oh, right. Um, so, okay, that's yeah, great. That's we a good have complaint. Up to, um, up to nearly 700 people on waiting lists at the moment, believe it or not, for this summer. My word. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Um 
beds capacity is down this year, but, you know, we are hopeful that that will change again. You know, it's just, you know, we're still adjusting. You know, it's been a long two years and um, uh, the industry is just taking a a small self-correction, I'd say, for want of a better word. You know, know, and and maybe those that are a little bit nervous will be back next year. You know, any of our banishes can see that, you know, that, that have been taking students for our tours. Um, they're they're very comfortable with the the um, the COVID approach that we're taking now, so it's it's, it's working great. But yeah. yeah, numbers are down a little bit, but um, our focus, I suppose, at the moment is now is just to produce and provide the best courses we can for the kids that are coming. You know, and we can't wait to see them. We're so excited about Sunday. I've ordered the weather. The child of Prague is ready to go out. <laughs> um, we have the coffee made, the flags up, and music blaring, and. Um, yeah, just our and our staff. Like our staff are a tribe of uh, in and of themselves. We've had weddings and all sorts from staff over the years, you know, and mm. second generation um, kids coming now whose parents would have been staff members. Um, and you know, we all missed each other. We haven't seen each other properly in a couple of years. We can't wait to to catch up with everybody oh, again, yeah. you know. And uh, um, she wants someone wants to know uh, from what age is it recommended. We in in our courses we take students from first year. Yes, right. Yeah, so from first year to leaving cert. Yeah, uh, and someone else says I went to Colossia Connacht twenty four years ago. Rule number six: no kissing. That was really <laughs> pushed home. Great memories, no doubt. Memories of of kissing, I imagine. Uh, Shiawan, thanks for a million for speaking with us today. Uh, best of luck with the new term. That was Shiawan at uh, Denver Burray, their director of Colossia Hamish in Connemara. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.